This is Client Side from Fox Agency. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Frederick Dumoulin is the VP of Americas for Kahoo. He is responsible for helping companies in travel and hospitality improve their customer experience with smart mobility packages. Kahoo is a revolutionary ground transportation technology ecosystem designed to ease the disruption of taxi and for hire services directly to the consumers through their favorite brands. Frederick has lived in three continents and in five different cities. His experience was focused on the business travel industry, where we work with corporate, leisure, meetings and events, travel agencies, plus airlines and institutions for the last 20 years. Frederick Dumoulin, welcome to ClientSide. Good morning, Nathan, and thank you for welcoming me today. My name is Frederick. As you mentioned, Dumoulin, Dumoulin, doesn't matter. It just depends where and how you pronounce it. And I'm talking to you from London. Fantastic. Well, super excited to have you on the show. Really been looking forward to speaking to you for a very long time. I'm glad that I didn't mess up the pronunciation of your name <laughs> and that you're not, you're not offended with my terrible French pronunciation. But let's let's get into it because you've got an absolutely amazing background. You've lived in three different continents in five countries. How does that experience now shape your role and what you add to becoming the VP of Americas for Kahoo? I mean, first, I'm not sure that this has helped me to be the VP of America right now to some extent. But I mean, first, I would say that this year's living abroad passed extremely fast. I mean, honestly, uh, you are right. I lived in Dubai, Seoul, Singapore, and they have been rich in learning experiences, encounters and challenges. Oh, my God. I have so many memories coming to my mind right now. <laughs> I am a bit nostalgic also. I mean, uh, of all this moment where my daily life was airport terminals, hotel rooms, client meetings. Right. And my best friend was for sure my washing machine back home, right? So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, quite, it's quite terrible, but very exciting moment. I mean, I would say that this year's outside my comfort zone helped me to, to build my persona and definitely to, to make me uh, who am I right now. So definitely I'm not the same person who I used to be, a French guy living in France, speaking French, not questioning the culture, etc. Mm. So I am probably now more used to be seen as a foreigner. And I think this is what I was looking for when, when I decided to, to jump and to, to live abroad. So sometime when I visited my friend and family back home, I felt also lost in some way. I completely lost my roots. So, and, and I thought that I was not really belonging to, 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 to my own French culture, right? Mm. So, and to answer your question, I mean, this multicultural exchange is supporting me to create, I mean, my international network, right? So I think what I've discovered living France and when you start to be in the roundabout of the world, when I started in Dubai, you, you can discuss with anyone who is not part of your same culture and you will see these people answering you. You will start to see that you will discuss with these people uh, and you are, you are going to create this moment of sharing, which will have never happened to me before when I was in France because, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure I've seen that, I'm experiencing that right now in London, people are on the trail, nobody talks to each other or really barely, mm -hmm. uh, people doesn't look at each other, etc. But as soon as you live outside of your, your, your own country, mm. it's like you are living into a different world and people are very friendly mm. to each other, very supportive to each other, and you learn from that. So I would say 
I develop my network, uh, my business development side of work as well, because you also realize that it's a lot of, and especially perhaps Dubai, but also Asia culture have this mentality of you need to be known first as a person before starting to, to do something as a professional, as a business, mm. uh, which is probably different in the in the West world. So I gain in maturity, I knowledge how various culture works and how I can also pay attention and how we should pay attention to the nonverbal communication. Uh, and I think this is probably something that we tend to not really pay attention to before, uh, or I was not paying attention to before. I use also emotional intelligence, my governance, power flow, and adapt adaptability, sorry, to, to put my game plan in place. So I think this is where uh, I reach out this, uh, this kind of, of level right now. Mm. And honestly, I choose my... Now I'm able to choose my communication type according to my interlocutor. And I think this is where it's also, it's also very helpful on, uh, on my role right now. And all this experience are helping me to enter into a new part of the world, which I have not explored before. So, for example, in the U.S. right now, I mean, when you have a call with someone and right now everything is happening on Zoom, right? So you tend to summarize in a minute uh, in a minute email all the different talking points etc but it would have never been something that you have to do in with an Indonesian client when I was based in Singapore right because these people will see that as an offense right and they will see that why are you sending me this because we just talk about it we hang check and for me it was done so it would have it could have been a big mistake if I would have done that in the past. But right now, working in the US, this is something that people do, right? You have a call, you have this discussion, you make your talking points, and then you take the next conversation from these talking points, right? So and this is where it's really interesting to, as I was telling you, first you need to know the person in Asia and then after you will do business, like in China, you will never, the first meeting that you will do with mm. someone, you will never talk about business, but you will have to share personal things before starting to talk business. And it's only potentially at the second sure. time that you are going to make business. But in America, straight to the, straight to the point, you come, you, of course, you, you discuss a couple of things uh, um, to, to, for the highest breaking, but after that, you go straight to the point on talking business. Straight into business. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. So let's talk about Kahoo because it's a fascinating company. You're an open platform connecting travel, hospitality, brands and taxi companies to create seamless travel experiences for your clients. Tell us about the problems that Kahoo solve for their clients and how do you help improve the customer experience for travel and hospitality brands? So I, I think first I will probably try to come with a very simple analogy. So we are the matchmaker between the demand and supply. Uh, we are making sure that both dimensions will meet in a seamless experience. So basically, someone who wants to travel is in need of ground transportation. He's going to use an online travel agency, for example, to make the booking of, uh, of, his, uh, of his air ticket, hotel stay, and ground transportation. And then we will make sure to find the taxi or the ground transportation uh, vehicle, which is going to help him as well in, in this chain of value. So basically, this is what we do. We are able to uh, give anyone, a family, a businesswoman, from his or her doorstep, and bringing her back home, we are able to give her uh, to, to to give them a, a transportation, right? So, uh, we exper I mean, experience showed us that usually during a trip, uh, you have six times 
uh, the possibility to commute. So from your home to the airport, from the airport to the hotel, from the hotel to the location you want to visit and back home, right? So this is what we call the six touch point of transportation. So we are trying to make sure that our platform will be here almost at the at the best uh, the six times or um, we will try to catch to capture one or two times etc and uh, making sure that the people will, will be safe so we have offered and we offered an in-house uh, platform developed platform um, that we call where we can definitely bring in a white label the demon partner so we call them like it could be a, a, a very famous name we plug our technology in the core of their of their website or in the core of the customer journey. And on the back end, we are making sure that we will connect all taxis or private hire vehicle, et cetera. And especially now, I think with COVID, taxi seems to be the preferred uh, way of transportation compared to the past where people were, tend to use the public transportation, right? So mm. um, customers don't know local provider when they travel abroad as well. Even now, we still have the travel ban, but for example, even crossing the channel, right, between the UK and France, when people arrive in France, I mean, I don't know you, but for me, when I started to travel, taxis was always an experience you never know at which <laughs> point to. exactly if you you i mean it's not to offend anyone here but perhaps in the, in the past i think this customer centricity was not really existing which it was just much more a commodity mm. and i'm pretty sure that people will relate to what i'm saying right now when you were if you were in paris or if you have been in paris you came into a cab have you had a smiling driver? <laughs> Probably not. Have you had an English speaker driver? Definitely not. <laughs> Are you sure that they use the right the right route to bring you to to the right. point of uh, is the meter of running drop correctly? Off? And it's a meter. Yes. And uh, did you keep an eyes on the on the on the window uh, because you wanted to see the landscape, or did you more were you more focused into the meter to say, oh my god, <laughs> now I can see this thing, cling, cling, yeah, cling? Yeah, how much are they right? charging so, me? Right. <laughs> and it's only when you will hand the right that you will say oh my god it's already 100 euro oh and god. i've just done uh, i've just done that for 30 minutes so yeah. and it's already taking taking some of my overall budget for my stay right sure. so basically we are making sure that we ease all this because as soon as you will book your ticket i mean uh, your ticket as soon as you will book your your taxi you will already know the price that you are going to pay and after that if there are some adjustment because you have an extra luggage or because you decided to change the route etc etc again you will have a visibility on that in terms of payment is the same thing i mean i will I, I remember i will always remember this experience when i arrived in milan and i was traveling from uh, from singapore at that time so singapore milan arrived in milan and i just wanted to have the trolley for example and the trolley they were asking me to put coins so it was euro but I didn't have Euro for a long time. So imagine if you are an Asian person or, or a non-Italian person, a non-European person, you don't have you don't have mm. coins, right? So how come uh, you have also the same experience with a taxi because the taxi are going to ask you, no, I want to have cash. Mm. So it's the same thing. We ease this process and we say, no worry, doesn't matter the currency, doesn't matter uh, how you want to pay for it, everything will be already prepaid and it will be safe because we work with uh, different security things, etc. to make sure that, again, it's a no-brainer, you have booked your ride, you will know that your taxi will be here when you will arrive, you will know where they are going to drop you off and there will be no rip-off in terms of pricing. So mm. I, I hope that people will relate about what I'm saying. So we are just trying to make sure that everything is easy here we are also 
trying to uh, make make it simple for the companies because at some point normally an hotel or uh, an online travel agency or travel agency will be in contact with the clients just at the moment of the transaction but when this person will land into the destination there will be no not any more contact so now with kahu we are also giving the possibility for this travel agency for this online travel agency for this hotel to stay in touch with the client and to say hey mr client I know that you are going to stay in my room tonight, uh, in my hotel tonight, but when you, you want to travel, please use my mobile app because I'm not only an hotel, an hotel um, operator. I am not only a travel agency. I am not only a bank, for example, because we can also plug that to any, any bank, right? Mm. But engage with your client directly. So it's just a one-stop shop type of things that we will be able to to offer to any client. So we also develop certain expertise in the world of assistance or in the train, train line vertical. So right now, if you if you use in the UK train line and when you book your, your, your train ticket, every single time you will book your, your taxi, the platform behind is Kahoo and people doesn't know that, right? So when you order your just eats hmm. uh, food delivery, the platform behind is Kahoo. Right. So, really? okay, interesting. Didn't know that. So, this is all these kind of things that we do. We we are not visible uh, to the people. People will not see the brands. This is why we call it uh, mm. as a white label. But this is basically uh, this is basically what we do. Really fascinating. And and you're VP of America, so you're responsible for sort of growing the brand and the presence in in America. Talk about some of the more challenging parts of doing that. Both selling into the hospitality industry, hotels online traveling agents, et cetera, and also on the consumer side, how are you communicating the value of Kahoo to both a business audience and to a consumer audience who are highly sold to, very busy, time poor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? This is where the complexity starts, right? So uh, at some point is how you are also able to explain to an hotel, to explain to an airline, to explain to a train, to explain to whatever vertical you are touching with, right? How this technology could become a must to have rather than the good to have. And I think I'm using this word because this is also the objection that I receive a lot from the people I'm, I'm discussing with. And especially in that period of time, right? Because there are also um, needs to to stay on track and to make sure that the operation will still be up and running and the finance will be well allocated, etc. Especially after the big hits that uh, a lot of industry faces, right? I think this is the complex things of how we we will find the right line between addressing the needs and how proactive and how visionary this brand will be in the future, because changing the way they are running the operation or changing the way they want to see the strategy is also something complex right so is how you would be able to tell them that look you probably have a problem of engaging with your clients through your mobile app or through the share of your voice of the desktop with losing uh, some uh, some attraction attractivity compared to uh, the previous channels etc etc so how you would be able to rejuvenate your distribution how would you be able to engage with your current customer but also to win new customer who never thought that this service will be a, will be available in your platform so and i think this is where 
the conversation needs to be made at different layers within the company because if you talk with, I would say, a manager or a salesperson who aim is to sell, right? And if I'm trying to present that to this population of people, they might not see the interest. But if you start also to discuss with a CFO and you start to also show them the benefit that they can have working with us, not only on the fact that they will be able to earn or to create some ancillary revenue, but also to create new source of income that they never thought because it's not part of the primary activities. Mm-hmm. This is a talking point which can also shift the, the type of conversation that you can mm-hmm. have. The other aspect is the industry to some extent has been also, I mean, a new standard has been created with Uber, right? So a lot of people now known about, knows about Uber and a lot of people know about Uber. They have the mobile application downloaded, et cetera, et cetera. And then sure. Uber came with this vertical um, diversification with uh, food, with other delivery type of things that you want, Groceries. right? Because in the meantime, they have no other choices because in terms of uh, profitability. Right. Running the first activity solely on the ground transportation was making losing money and they are still losing money every single day because it's, their business model is extremely costly. When at some point, the other aspect is you don't want to get involved too much on this running thing. So this is where the standard has been given to people, but it's also disruptive an industry which needs to be undust. and. It's really similar to what I I have known in the hospitality industry when I was in my past experiences working for a big hotel chain. There are industries which need to be rejuvenated, like it's it's waking up the sleeping beauty, right? And it's it's Mm. tremendous the possibility that you are able to do. Mm. Really, really fascinating. So, so, so just on that, then on the hospitality industry in particular. They're not the most progressive, forward-moving industry. They're not like, you know, tech or even financial services or some other industries that are sort of better able to adopt technology and more used to technology. How do you engage with an audience that is traditionally quite slow to adopt tech, heavily sold to as well themselves, are generally quite time poor? You know, what are the strategies that you're using specifically in America, the U.S.? that have been quite fruitful and that have worked to start generating that early traction? So it's really interesting because the hospitality industry has shifted right now into more digitalization. Uh, So this is where they try to invest massively on making sure that they will create the right backend system, which will enable them to know better the customer. I mean, they have invested in massive CRM tool to make sure that they will know exactly the typology of client which are coming into their website, the one who are staying in their hotels, what type of hotels do they consume. They started as well to create a full journey on knowing you could be a business woman one day and you you are also at the same time a mum and your needs will be different according to uh, according to the different trip that you make. They are also flooded uh, the newspaper, the media, and the investors as well, the owners of the hotel about this transformation because uh, for the last 60 years, they were living um, with the very old-fashioned way of doing things. And the hospitality world um, still rely on 
interaction. I mean, it's a service industry, right? So you need to be very present. You need to welcome the guest. I mean, tomorrow you can see more and more hotels popping up with self-check-in, uh, self-checkout. Mm. I mean, I have my own opinion uh, about that, but if you if you start to to pay five hundred pound a room, do you really want to do yourself your your check in by your own without knowing anyone? Yeah. yeah, if you are a businessman, certainly yes, because you know already the place. You just need again the room is just a commodity for you, and it's also a privilege because you might be at a certain level in the company if you have the chance to stay in a five star hotel. But on most of the case, I think this transformation is also leading the hospitality industry into a more professional know-how type of customer thing. So they have changed the core of the of the systems just also to be able to connect airlines, but also to connect with uh, travel agencies, with some other partners to make sure that we will know, I mean, the hospitality will know exactly who you are. Uh, and it's quite mm. interesting to see that loyalty programs have helped a lot because they tend to be right now more present as what money cannot buy type of experience. So this is why tomorrow with your points, it could be Bonvoy with Marriott, it could be All with Accor, it could be Ayat of the World, etc. I mean, I make sure that I, I, I mentioned three brands not to be caught by uh, by any anyone. But yeah, they are selling you more than just simply earning points and, and burning points. You can buy experiences, etc., etc. But at the end of the day, it's just to make sure that you know, you know they know the client better. But in regards to Kahu, how also are we able to say to this hospitality industry, but also to the alliance industry, also to the travel agency industry, what about if we are able to bring this client from his doorstep again to your uh, hotel door, doorstep, main entrance? What if we are also giving you the possibility to still remain engaged with this client all along his journey or her journey. What about if suddenly you are in the meetings or you organize, this client organize a meeting or a board meeting in your hotel and you want to make sure you will give them a hands-to-hand solution from the first and last miles. And as soon as they hand their meetings, the, the, the cars will be already here waiting for, for the guests to go back and catch their flight on time. And what about if you are, if we are giving you this technology for free and you can also create some revenue out of that? How does it mm. sound? And this is probably something that we are trying to explain to the hotel that, yes, the main core of your activity is to sell rooms, is to sell F&B, is to sell meetings and events and sometimes leisure things. But take care of this client from the first moment he he will leave his house until the moment that he will be back home, right? And make sure that all along the way, you will also learn more from this experience and you will give him a full experience. I mean, a lot of people, how many people probably who are listening this uh, this podcast will be ready to pay a bit, a bit more to have this memorable moment, sure. right? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a no-brainer even if and depending on the moment that you you are doing the you are doing this uh, the, the journey it could be for a birthday it could be sure. for uh, a, a date that you're right. having it could be for uh, celebrating the 60 years anniversary of your grandma mm. i it's it's limitless right you you can do exactly you can do whatever you want so coming back as well and 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 i would say yes it is applicable in the in the us and especially with this um, way of life that 
we have all got from the Americas, everything is possible, the, the, the American dream and everything. But it could be also extended to anywhere. It's not only solely in the U.S. So the, what is really complicated in the U.S. for me, for example, it's, uh, it's to change this mindset of people because we are entering into a market where Uber is extremely present. Mm -hmm. Lyft is already present, etc. But again, the business model is different. We don't own the client. We don't want to own the client. Our clients, I mean, our demand partner, as we call it internally, they are the one owning the data. They are the one who is even willing, if, for example, they want to create a specific product, they can also use the data of their clients to create something extra, the extra miles of, uh, of the existing offering, right? Mm. So, so yeah, this is, uh, this, is, uh, this is exciting, right? This is what we are able to do. And, and it's really complicated, again, with this pandemic and everything. Sure. And I think this is probably the, the, the main aspect is doing everything uh, virtually without meeting the people also doesn't, doesn't help to some extent. So, yeah. so that's the fascinating example that you gave of the hotel being able to reimagine their business by extending the service they're able to offer from just supplying hotel rooms to now supplying this end-to-end -end experience by picking up the customer at their door, it allows the hotel to really kind of reimagine their business in many ways and, and add new new revenue streams. How much control does the hotel have over the customer experience outside of their four walls of the hotel, i.e. the driver, the car, the experience when they're picked up uh, from their home? Because all of that needs to be in sync with the experience that they deliver and they expect when they arrive at the five-star hotel? Right now, basically, few brands, really limited brands, have no clue about what is happening outside of their four <laughs> walls, right? So they are also struggling to capture people on the breakfast the next morning mm. or also capture some people to have lunch or dinner at the hotel. So this is where they're permanently reinventing and adjusting the pricing, etc., on the F&B, food and beverage outlet. So when it comes to transportation, when it comes to what is happening outside, this is where we could also bring the expertise uh, of Kahu in, right? So we would be able to make sure, because usually, I'm pretty sure you have also experienced that, when you travel abroad in the leisure, in the leisure destination, the hotel will come back and say, do you want the transportation? Do you want the airport pickup and drop-off? But you already know that you are going to pay that 50% more than the normal price because there are so many people, intermediaries in between, which are taking a cut, right? Sure. So, and usually it's a kind of well-established business, kind of uh, I know someone who knows someone, et cetera, et cetera, right? So um, here, and there is no control at all from the hotel. Where here, there will be a possibility for the hotel to know we have a technology which is Kahoo. We know that the, the, the fleets connected within Kahoo will be able to deliver this, 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 this. And because again, we will be embedded in white label within their website, within their mobile app, within different touch points, because we can also be in, in room, for example, mm -hmm. uh, through pad, et cetera, where the people he's in this room. And right now, um, they are, I mean, he decided to go to a concert and he needs straight away a cab. So instead of calling the reception, he would be able to go uh, through the app of the hotel and book a taxi mm -hmm. as well. So we will be able, I mean, the hotel will still own the client relationship. He will be able to know exactly where these people went, et cetera, et cetera. And perhaps to extend a better experience, a better welcome 
on the way back and say, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I hope that you had a good concert uh, because they will have known that this client went out for a concert. And this is where, how many times have you been surprised as well from an hotel when you, when you arrive at the check-in desk and someone's told you, oh, it's nice to see you, Mr. Nathan. How was your stay last time in London? Mm. Because of all this connectivity tools that they are going to have, or they are so, for some of the brands they have already, they will know that they will personalize the welcome instead of just simply, can I have your passport, please? And don't try to engage any type of conversation with you. So this is where we also able to bring an additional things on saying, no worry, Mr. The Client, we have already booked your, your I mean, you, you have the possibility, you have booked your room with us, but right now this is the solution for you to make sure that you will have access to, to your grand transportation wherever you want. And don't bother about the price, don't bother about the payment, mm-hmm. don't bother about anything because everything is seamless and everything is already embedded within the, uh, the application. Love it. Absolutely love it. Frederick, last couple of questions before before we let you go, but I'm absolutely fascinated in, in, in this space and I'm, I'm really excited to see how the space develops over the next few years. If everything has gone well for Kahu over the next sort of five to 10 years and Kahu is a leader in mobility solutions, as, as you've described, what would have had to have happened over the last sort of five, 10 years to make that vision a reality? I think probably if I put my shoes on the CEO one right now. So let me have a dream right now. I am the CEO, right? Uh, but no, I, I think probably the, the, the company will have gone through its IPO. Uh, so we will probably uh, went uh, went public. Uh, uh, in public, mm-hmm. etc. So I think we will have become the, a unicorn reference uh, in terms of uh, mobility space. Um, I think we will continue to, to create this fruitful ecosystem between demand and supply. And the aim is also not only targeting the client himself, as I was telling you, it could be an hotel, a travel agency, a train, an insurance company, a bank, or even a corporate uh, to some extent. Uh, but we will also, and we are currently doing so, we are bringing a real expertise to the drivers, to the fleet managing the drivers to optimize as well their revenue. Because again, the business model of Carhu, and I think this is probably something worth mentioning, is we are not dictating the price of the ride to the to the taxi drivers, which is completely different than the Uber or the Lyft of the world. We are not taking a cut or a commission out of the ride. So I think this is also where the business model is also very uh, profitable for everyone. And this is where the profit margin is much better, much greater, especially for investors, but also for, uh, for, for the fleets. Because what is really a killing for a fleet, as well as the, the guest, is when you have your ride, already, your ride already confirmed and suddenly on last minute you have this car we has cancelled on you because they found or they were already uh, plugged with another yeah. um, app. Frustrating. Because this app gave you a better incentive and you started to shift your business because as a driver, you are here to make money, right? So they don't really consider the, the customer. hand customer mm. who is here perhaps in the middle of the night waiting for the taxi under the rain mm. and... He has no he has no other options. Mm. So because of this business model, because of what we are able to collect, as we say, data is king, but not personal data of the people. We don't own the database. We don't ask the people to create their uh, login and password and their profile within our app. We don't do that. We are just simply here to ease the thing. And because of all this data that we are accumulating in regards to 
the rides in regards to the walking time, in regards to the pickup area, in, re in regards to the, the kilometers, in regards to the price, we are able to give advices to the fleets to encourage them to work with us. Because we would be able to say to a fleet, Mr. The fleet, instead of waiting two hours at the airport to have a client waiting for you to have this fantastic ride between the airport and the city, which has been most of the time the more profitable ones for you, why don't you try to experience something different? Because we will be able to say exactly where to be, at what time you to be, mm. which price you need to, at some extent, but you have the choice to do follow us or not on the recommendation and make even more money than just to wait for two hours at mm. the airport. So I think this is probably where we can see us uh, leading the way in some, in some way. Probably as well, the next five to 10 years is global expansion because you have other players in the world right now, but no one is really purely global. Um, you have some companies who have failed. You have also companies who are just working in a small area. Uh, you have also regulation, which have also uh, not allowed people to to uh, to operate, and it's changing every single time. So the business model for us is an enabler for connecting all these people. Very, um, I would say, compassing and embedding ecosystem to make sure that. People will enjoy that and will still be able to choose because when we talk about the marketplace, it's not about price. I mean, right now, a lot of people think that when you are a marketplace, all the decision-making process is based on price. Absolutely not. It will be able to give you an option. Depending on what you are looking for, you can choose. Either you are very price sensitive. I think we, we talk about that um, in the past is when you are a Chinese client, where you want to spend your money is probably not on the hotel room and not on all the, uh, uh, all. I mean, not stigmatizing uh, Chinese, but if you're an Asian person, I will, I will use it this way, and coming in Paris, for example, mm. you are coming in Paris to spend money where? In Louis Vuitton, mm. in Gucci, uh, no, Gucci is not, uh, is not French, but in Louis Vuitton, in Guerlain, in, uh, in, in the luxury brands, right? Sure. So you don't really want to spend too much money on the taxi rides. Mm. So, however, you can still, with Kahu, select the price which, will, which you think match the best your needs. But in the meantime, within the, market, within the marketplace, you can be a guy who is going to have the first date with his, with his future girlfriend or perhaps to go and ask the yes question um, to someone and you want to impress your girlfriend, right? Or <laughs> And, and in that case, are you price sensitive when you are in this kind of moment? Probably not. It's again, you want to sell the dream. You want to 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 sell yourself, right? So <laughs> again, with yeah, the market facing, you can select the price you want, and it's not only based. It's not only price uh, related. So yeah, hmm. really fascinating, uh, Frederick. Thank you so much for sort of sharing your insights on. The, the future of mobility and the role of Kahu within that. Final question before we let you go. What advice would you give to other aspiring technology sort of senior leaders on how best to navigate their careers? I mean, you've had a, a fascinating 20-year career across five different countries, three different three different continents, now working on an innovative, disruptive sort of technology brand. What advice would you give to other aspiring sort of executives on how best to navigate their careers? I would say definitely reinvent yourself every single year or every single time. I think 
as you mentioned, right, I have traveled the world. I had the chance to travel the world. I also had the chance to see different models, change my lens of vision every single time, which I think helped me to also better understand some positive things, but some positive thing as well as understanding the struggle of, uh, of our modern world. So, and I think with the new generation coming up, and I'm, I've been fascinated by, by all these young people in Asia, in Middle East, where they are able to speak minimum three languages, right? Hmm. So they speak um, their local language, but they speak as well two other languages. There is also a huge mix of population as well. Um, I mean, I have a friend, his daughter, so he's French, but he's married with a Japanese woman and the, the, the kids speak three language right so and at four years old it's impressive right it's at some point we are going to compete with i mean i'm not that old i still have 20 years to (laughs) to work before retirement i hope perhaps earlier but uh uh, this guy i mean these kids and the one which are already teenagers right now they are going to come with this powerful understanding of the world sure. uh, and i have i have african friends i have asian friends i have american friends australian friends and honestly this new generation is not only about social media and everything but they have a different understanding of the world mm. and they are going to to kick us out basically right so if we are not ready to bring something additional that they don't have so language is definitely one part but mm. it's also we went through so many crises, uh, financial crises, but also diplomatic crises. I mean, things like this. And, and, and economies have changed. Mm. The US are not any longer the driver of the global economy, right? So um, you have already seen what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And this new generation of people from the 6 billion neighbors that we have from Europe of the Americas, they are waking up every single day don't thinking about um, when will be their next vacation, etc. They are all they are all in, right? So they want to become the future Amazon of the world, the future Alibaba of the world. Sure. They want to create an impact at a younger age. So my recommendation will be definitely keep learning, make sure as well that you also keep a healthy way of thinking and don't think too much about the past. Don't think too much about the future. Leave the present moment. So it sounds very, um, very dogmatic things. I don't know, but I have started to see that on my way of, uh, of organizing my day to make sure that you keep your own time because people are definitely busy, right? So uh, when you are a mom, if you are a dad, if you have also to look after other people, I mean, the most scarce things that we have in the world is uh, is the time. Mm. So just make sure that you are investing your time appropriately uh, for yourself, for the others, and, and continue living the dream. I mean, honestly, uh, we all heard about that. Continue live the dream. Don't stop uh, hoping, etc. But majority of the people want to do things, but they expect that everything will come up naturally. And honestly, there is no free meal here. So everything starts from you, right? If you are not ready to change, to go to the excellent things, nothing will come. 
I mean, and I, I used to work in a big, uh, big, big comp company with uh, international career development, etc. No one came one day tapping on my shoulder and say, hey, Fred, we have this amazing opportunity elsewhere. Do you want to take it? <laughs> no one did that to me. No one. I always created my opportunity from discussion with people, but also letting people know, etc. So create your own future. I love it. Great place to end. Frederick, thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure, Nathan. And I hope that uh, everybody will stay safe and keep going because we have amazing years to come, even if the whole world has changed. But I'm pretty sure we'll come back on track even stronger and higher. Well said. If you'd like to share any comments on this episode or any episode of Client Side, then find us online at Fox.Agency. If you'd like to appear as a guest on the show, please email zoe at fox.agency. People that make the show possible are Jennifer Brennan, our booker slash researcher. David Clare is our head of content. Ben Fox is our executive producer. I'm Nathan Alibaba. You've been listening to Client Side from Fox Agency. Join us next time on Client Side, brought to you by Fox Agency.